Back at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville, top of the fifth inning, it's the Jumbo Shrimp 1 and the Shuckers nothing. This is Roger Hoover now pleased to be joined by Uncle Chaps from Barstool Sports. And Uncle Chaps, first of all, just welcome to the baseball grounds. Good to see the Jumbo Shrimp. Have you had a good night so far? I have. I, well, uh, it's been it's had its ups and downs for sure. I uh, got the, the honor of throwing out the first pitch. And in the line of work I'm in, if you do something poorly, uh, <laughs> that doesn't really go over well. So I'm getting pretty roasted on the internet right now because of my I bounced the first pitch of the game. Did you warm up at all? I mean, how prepared were you for that first pitch? Well, the last time I actually threw a baseball was probably around like 1999. So it's been a little while. I mean, I toss it with my daughter who plays t-ball, but I'm not really gunning it at her because she's six. <laughs> so, uh, and then I had a plan. I was going to come in here and throw it like over the backstop was my initial plan. And then a little kid came out there. He was probably four or five years old. And I saw, you know, like I can't be that guy in front of the little kid. So then I, I overthought it. Some of the Biloxi guys on the other side were cheering my name like they knew who I was from work. And so then that put a little pressure on, and then I just bounced it. But even Randy Johnson throws it in the dirt from time to time. That's saying it's effective a lot of times yeah. that way. Yeah, it's a nasty pitch. Unless you're Vlad Guerrero, good luck hitting that one far. That's right. Weston Wilson to the plate. We're in the top of the fifth. one nothing. the Jumbo Shrimp lead the Shuckers. And, of course, Uncle Chaps from Barstool Sports, Zero Block 30, the Kate and Chaps Show, Sirius XM Channel 85. Uh, you're a busy guy right now. I am busy, and whenever you go through that bio, it's like, man, that's why I don't have a whole lot of time during the day but I am very fortunate to be a Jacksonville kid a Navy brat that joined the Marine Corps spent nearly 10 years in the Marine Corps and then got fortunate enough to get a job like I have I feel very very lucky yeah how'd you get started on that path in social media well really I got out of the Marine Corps I retired um, after I got shot in Fallujah I medically retired from the Marine Corps after uh, like nine and a half years so I started going to UTSA there in in San Antonio and because I was bored I mean my first class that I took I, I believe I was 28 at the time was on the dangers of underage drinking <laughs> like in my writing class I was like well I'm 28 there's not a whole lot of underage drinking that I'm doing there's a base hit by Patrick Leonard to left field first hit of the game for Biloxi's now he's on with one out top of the fifth as we visit with Uncle Chaps so I I was a big Jags fan, so you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get on Twitter, look up other Jags tw fans and just interact because there wasn't a whole lot of them in Texas. Uh, met a lot of people online, grew my following by just telling weird jokes and spending a lot of the time that I should have been studying in school by doing social media. Next thing you know, I have a, a decent-sized following, and I start doing a podcast in the closet of my home, like just talking into a shoebox, into a little microphone, Somebody, I'd done five episodes and somebody tagged my boss in the tweet and they said, you should check this dude out. He's pretty funny. He's a Marine. Uh, he liked what he heard and offered me a full-time job. And now I have a show on Sirius XM and the top military podcast in the world. That's awesome. Want to know on Bruce Caldwell, Robert Duggar working on the mound is again, it's a one nothing lead for the Jumbo Shrimp over the Biloxi Shuckers. And the next pitch is fouled away. Now, do you do this when you're out at, like, a date? Like, you're you're sitting there, like... My fiancé loves it. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Like, you're just sitting there watching, and you're having a middle of a conversation. You look over to the TV and just give the score and <laughs> who's bad and what the count is. Well, that's what I tell people my job is all day. All I really do is say the count, and I say the score a lot, you know, especially for everyone I'm listening on radio. Whenever you turn on the broadcast, that's what you want to hear more than anything. Right. It's like a, it's essentially being a baseball play-by-play -play guy. It's kind of like Winnie the Pooh 
lose games, say what you see. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Honey, here's a swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah. Now one and two to Bruce Caldwell. Yeah. Pitch, hit, third base. Now, have you done any play-by-play? You've done a lot of podcasting, a lot of sports talk shows. I haven't, and I don't think I would be very good at it because I have a terrible attention uh, like span. So I think a lot of the times, most half innings, I would just be sta- staring at my phone and people would be driving around <laughs> listening to nothing. Now the one-two. Swung on, a high fly ball lifted in the air deep to right. It's Sierra all the way back, and he'll watch this go into the bleachers. A two-run homer for Bruce Caldwell, and now the Shuckers jump in front, 2-1 to in the top of the fifth. See, that's just impressive. I wouldn't have been able to do that so smoothly. Go from Winnie the Pooh talk to announcing <laughs> a home run like it's nothing. Well, Caldwell puts Biloxi in front by a run, so... Getting back to the Jumbo Shrimp, I remember the night before the official announcement was made, it started to be leaked that the name was going to change from the Jacksonville Suns to the Jumbo Shrimp. You were one of the first people that believed in this name. Why did you believe in it? I think that, to me, it was an absolute no-brainer. I mean, growing up in Jacksonville, sure, you would occasionally see your son's hat here or there. But even if you look around now, the shrimp gear is everywhere, and not just... I. When I go to New York City, people recognize the shrimp brand. That wasn't the case for the for the Suns at all. And I think that that's minor league baseball involves fun. It's goofy fan nights like the the Vice night that they just sure. had like this weekend. The apple pie nachos. That's what minor league baseball should be. Because in five years, you're probably not going to remember too many of the names out here. Unless they go on to be like a Giancarlo right. Stanton or something like that. But you will remember coming and taking your kid out and having a fun night at Apple Nacho Night. Like, you're going to remember that. I think that's what minor league baseball should be, is exactly what the Shrimp are doing. I think they should be the – I think they are the model franchise for minor league baseball. And I know you really liked interacting with our social media account and just kind of day by day there would be new things that would come out, a new shirt like Shrimp and Ain't Easy, Shrimp and Grid. You really like that stuff. I really do. And I think part of it because I have – um, a more outlandish personality where I enjoy things that are weird. So to me, having how many different Titan teams can you have? How many Bears teams, Eagles? Throw me a Jumbo Shrimp. Give me a Hartford Yard Goat. Give me the Montgomery Biscuit, the Shuckers. It just makes it's what's different about minor league baseball now, and I think it's fantastic. And you've been a big minor league baseball fan. I know a lot of the pictures you post online, a lot of different hats from all around the minors. Yeah, yeah I, ha- I think I ha- I'm up to about 70 different minor league style of hats, <laughs> and it's just something that I enjoy. I think that it takes a lot of creativity, and honestly, for the ownership group, I think it takes a lot of guts to go out there and put the jumbo shrimp because some of the reaction that they got right away was so negative that it comes off really bad and if you don't have people who embrace it like look at the community now i mean having i think they said seven thousand or eight thousand for the miami vice night Mm -hmm. uh, like some of the games last year too that's unbelievable for minor league baseball and great for this area Absolutely, and just well, I'm more partnership now between the Jaguars, the Icemen, just the sports complex now is a little more united than I think it's been in previous years. Yeah, like it was Tad. Like I was doing some stuff over at with the Jaguars today. That was why I initially came to town, and he was the one who was like, hey, would you want to go to the shrimp game? And that kind of stuff didn't happen before, and they are look, looking out for each other I think is important in this Jacksonville area. Like if we can make this – a real sports park like Dallas has with the Rangers and the Cowboys. If you make this a sports park where people know sports are happening, they're happening here in Jacksonville. 
Alvarez hits a line drive deep down the left field line. It'll drop in for a base hit. He'll cruise into second with a double after C.J. Hinojosa struck out swinging for the second out of the inning. It's Biloxi with a 2-1 lead in the top of the fifth against the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp as we continue visiting with Uncle Chaps. And I mentioned as well, you're working with Barstool. What makes Barstool a nice place for you to work and really hone your voice there? I think the greatest thing that they do is once they hire you, you're their person. Like they have your back. You don't have there's real there's no real editorial stance at all. Like as long as you're not trashing the brand, anything you could anything you want to say is good to go. Like you are totally fine to establish who you are as a person. I mean, you know, you look around media now and every article appears to be the same way. Like if you talk about the Jags, People have operated under the assumption that for generations that if you cover a, t a sports team, you have to be completely non-biased, objective. We don't do that. We, If I talk about the Jags, I talk about it as the 11-year-old boy who fell in love with the team when they were announced in 1993. Dave Portnoy talks about it from a guy who grew up in Massachusetts and lived, breathed, and slept the Patriots. We approach sports or anything like we are a fan of it, and I think that's refreshing for a lot of people. It certainly is, and it's certainly a lot of fun to follow different podcasts and uh, just the different articles you guys have on your sites. Here's the 2-0 to Shoepock, and that'll be just low. Do you think sometimes the company gets a bad rep for just a few high-profile things that have happened along the way? Oh, sure. I mean, when you're at the, the nature of our business is that you are going to be a little bit out there, I would say. You a lot. There's no PC involved. There's no politically correct culture that we have at all. So whenever you are towing that line, occasionally you're going to go over that line. And I think that's what people remember. I mean, whenever you look back at anybody who was involved with any type of controversy, you remember the controversy, not the thing that made them famous. So I think when you only see Barstool peripherally, you might get the sense that we're a company that doesn't really have the values that we really do, if that makes sense. Absolutely. There's a swing and a miss. Now the count three and two on Trey Shupak. Again, we're in the top of the fifth inning with the Shuckers leading by a 2-1 score against the Jumbo Shrimp. Bruce Caldwell had a two-run homer that gave Biloxi the lead. Then two batters later, a double by Alvarez. Now Duggar trying to finish this fifth inning. Crowd gets behind him against the pitcher Shupak. And the 3-2. Swung on, a bouncing ball, past a diving third baseman Dunan. That's in the left for a base hit. Alvarez rounds third. Here comes a throw home by Garrett, and the ball skips just away from the catcher V. Heel. Alvarez is safe, and Trey Shupak has his first career run batted in. The pitcher for the Shuckers, RBI single in the left, makes it 3-1 Biloxi. So now a three-run inning for the Shuckers. Sorry, Uncle Shaps. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> I come in here and things, the, the wheels are falling off. <laughs> Well, what about Barstool's fans, the Stoolies? I mean, you guys, sometimes there can be even little rivalries. You guys, like tonight, your first pitch, showing the fun that you and the other Barstool's personalities have, and that gets the fans involved, too. Yeah, I think the ribbing is what makes us us. I Like, if I came out there and I bounced the first pitch and I was really defensive of myself <laughs> and like, no, I did fine, like, that's just disingenuous. Like, if you grew up around sports – and you bounce the first pitch, and you deserve to be roasted on the internet, and our fans and my coworkers gladly oblige to have that happen. So I totally embrace it, and it actually works out better. If I would've came in here and threw something like 65 miles an hour over the plate, there would've been zero interaction for me on social media <laughs> at all. Actually bouncing it, throwing it a terrible pitch, might be the best thing that happens for my job career-wise tonight. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you're getting more content out of it already? Yeah. yeah already uh, El Prez on. is posted about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not good things, but he <laughs> said that I was an embarrassment to the co- the company and maybe even the country. So <laughs> I think that's fair. Now on top of the order back to the play with Michael O'Neill. Now the Shuckers in front by a 3-1 score. Jacksonville pitching coach Bruce Walton just came out to speak with Duggar. And the first pitch is in there for a strike to Michael O'Neill. So around this time of the year, what's this summer look like for you? Uh, for me, it's right now we're doing a lot of NASCAR stuff. So I'm going next weekend. They have the, the Coca-Cola 600, which is the NASCAR's military appreciation race. So we're going out there. Each one of the cars has a name of a military member who has been killed in action on there. So we interviewed one of my Marines his who passed away in Afghanistan, who was killed in, Af- in Afghanistan, David Sanka. I interviewed his wife for our military podcast that's going to be coming out uh, on the Friday before Memorial Day. And his name is going to be on the pace car. And so we're going out there to kind of celebrate those people and to re-remind people because there's been a push lately that it's Memorial Day we need to focus on memorializing people instead of going out and partying and barbecuing and have fun on um, Memorial Day I think that it's gone a little bit too far now every Marine that I know who I was really good friends with who was killed in action would be furious if they thought people weren't going to the beach or weren't barbecuing or weren't hammering a couple beers on Memorial Day. They would be upset about it. So we're, we're going to go and have a good time, remember their service and their sacrifice, but doing it in a way that honors them and like have a good time as well. Michael O'Neill strikes out, swinging that'll end the top of the fifth, and we can continue just in between innings here. Uh, for you as well, with Zero Block 30, the podcast and also the website, it seems like that's one of the first efforts by a veteran to really talk about a lot of the issues that veterans are dealing with when they come back home. You just don't see it as much in the mainstream media like you do see a million football podcasts, baseball podcasts. Is that why it's so important to you? Yeah, it is. My, I honestly believe, like I did almost, like I said, 10 years in the Marine Corps, I believe that the work that I'll do on Zero Block 30 and talking about uh, PTSD and traumatic brain injury and all those type of things will be the most important thing I ever do in my life besides be the father of my children. I think getting out there and talking about, look, man, like you might have some issues and that's fine. Like, let's go and talk to someone about it. Because for some reason in American society, we've gotten to the point where we don't value our brains as much as we should. No one ever feels embarrassed because they need to go to the dentist. No one ever feels embarrassed because they need to go to the podiatrist. But for some reason, going to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist has gotten to the point where it's a sense of embarrassment. And I don't think that that's the case. All three, all, both of my co-hosts, Captain Cons, who's a West Point graduate and Army captain. My other co-host, Kate, who is... Um, a Marine as well, and she was a corporal, did two tours in Afghanistan. We all see somebody really weekly about like the things that we still dream about. And it's been a progressive thought throughout American culture that this generation, the post 9-11 generation, is the ones who really came up with PTSD. I interviewed a gentleman named Stanley Rubin, who was 91 years old. He fought the Battle of Iwo Jima. I asked him point blank, Corporal Rubin, did you think that you had PTSD when you came back? He said, no, I don't believe that PTSD exists. Now, if you ask me if I've had a night without nightmares since I left Iwo Jima, I would say no. And in my brain, I didn't say it to him, but in my brain, I'm like, that's PTSD. A rose called any other thing is still a rose. And I think that we've had this for generation, whether we call it shell shock, whether we call it a thousand yard stare. Now we're just calling it by a medical diagnosis, which is post-traumatic stress. And we have to get it figured out. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our children. And we owe it to the people around us. 
And have you met a lot of veterans just even just getting those conversations started the last few years? You're noticing that make a difference? Yeah, we have. And like figuring out different ways to increase funding for people to get without stigma care. Like it's hard for me to tell an active duty member, look, you're not going to have any stigma if you go get this treatment because I know that's not the case. If you get diagnosed with PTSD to a certain level, you can't continue to serve. Um, and so I think it's important to be honest with them. Like, look, there's other avenues that you can go to outside of TRICARE. If you don't want to sacrifice your career, we'll get you help somewhere else. And I, we always try to point them in the direction of getting care documented, paid for, whatever. We want, we want to help. Absolutely. And, of course, you're uh, Twitter, on Twitter, at Uncle Chaps. Your DMs are open, and you want veterans yep. to reach out to you. Yeah, so on the podcast at Zero Block 30, they're open. My DMs at Uncle Chaps on Instagram and Twitter are always open. And, I love talking to troops, and not just that. If you're struggling and you are listening and you are dealing with depression, we know a lot of different ways to get people help. So just if you're driving down the road in Jacksonville listening to the Shrimp broadcast, hit me up. I'm more than happy to talk to you. That sounds good. We're in this bottom of the fifth inning, 3-1 to the score as we continue to visit with Uncle Chaps from Barstool Sports, Jumbo Shrimp of the Plate, and Bryson Brigman will send this into right center. It drops in for a base hit. Cutting it off is the center fielder Grisham. Here comes his throw to second. Offline, Brigman slides in safe, and it's a leadoff double for the Jumbo Shrimp. Now, how often do you, how long do you have to study to memorize essentially the entire outfield for the teams that you're going through? <laughs> well, I've got a little cheat sheet in my scorebook. I write out the entire defensive line, but then okay. I'll glance at every now and then. But for instance, in our league, we play five game series. So we get to know the opponent ah. really well. You know, the major leagues, the most you're going to get is a four game series. So, you know, we get to know these guys pretty well. So it takes a little bit. You know, I'll hopefully get better as time goes on. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Now Rodrigo V. Heald to the plate. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Again, the Shuckers in front, 3-1. to one. Biloxi with three runs in the top of the inning. So a lead now for Trey Shupak to work with. And the first pitch on the way. Swing, and here's a high fly ball lifted in the air to right. Backing up on it is O'Neal. He'll leap and make the catch for the outs. Tagging from second base going to third is Brigman on the deep fly out by V. Heal. Now the Jumbo Shrimp with a runner at third and one gone. So you mentioned big Jags fandom. Did you have a Jacksonville Suns fandom when you were younger? Uh, I came At Wolfson to a, Park cu- a, a couple games. Uh, not a whole lot, but I, I came to a few games. I grew up a Braves fan. My my family was all Braves fan. I think essentially every kid in the South did because Seems they had like t- it, yeah. TBS. You could watch any game you wanted to. Uh, my dad wasn't exactly an active dad, so he wasn't taking me out to the ballpark too often. But now, I like. I mean, I love going to minor I actually prefer going to a minor league game over a major league baseball game. This is hit high and just foul, but now you live in where, San Antonio? San Antonio, yep. Very nice. So you have the missions there. They're now in AAA and Which some other places. Huge mistake distance. to be the missions. Huge mistake. They should either be the breakfast tacos or the flying chonglas, <laughs> which is their alternate. Oh, yeah. They should be one of those two teams. Being the missions is so boring. Like, it's got historical context, but get that out of my face. I don't care about that at all. I want something nice, something colorful. Because the Changlas hat is the flying, for those that don't speak any Spanish at home, Those that's a flying uh, flip-flop. So whenever in Mexican culture, if the mom is upset, she will throw her sandal at her children. <laughs> so that's what it's supposed to connotate there, like is that it's the flying flip-flop. And it is teal and fuchsia, which matches the city's Mexican roots for sure. That should be the name permanently of the San Antonio Missions. The Missions is just like old Catholic buildings. Who cares about that? <laughs> well, hopefully we can get that done. Yeah, they'll hear us. Yeah. And actually, uh, a lot of probably Brewers fans watching this, Shuckers, the double-A team of the Brewers, and now uh, the triple-A team is the Missions. For the oh, Brewers. okay. Yeah, so. 
Get your voice heard. Yeah, let, let them know. <laughs> Missions are boring, and it's black and silver just like the Spurs. Get that out of my face, too. I need some color. <laughs> Here's the 2-1, and that's just off the plate to Duggar. Now three balls and a strike. If I was an owner and I was hiring a general manager or somebody who makes those type of decisions on any level of sports, and I said, look, we're starting an expansion team. I want, I want to hire you. And they came to me and said that we want the primary colors to be black and silver. I would fire them on the spot. Right. Just not <laughs> original just, enough, right? It's just so boring. <laughs> like hit high but fell. Silver and blue, black and silver. Get out of here. <laughs> That's why you got to like the jumbo shrimp colors. And even you're wearing our Mother's Day hat that we had yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I love that one. That's a good one. I like that one. The Jack's Beach one, the throwback Jack's oh, yeah. Beach one. That one's fantastic. All the gear is great. Have you already been to the store? Have you already uh, picked I, out a few things? I did. I got that, and I am super pumped to just absolutely stunt on everybody at the YMCA with my new Jumbo Shrimp beach towel. When I am wrapped up in that thing, people are going to be so jealous. <laughs> just going to make my haters absolutely sick when they That's see right. me strutting to the YMCA. Here's the 3-2. There's a swing and a miss, and that'll be actually... Um, was just tapped foul, so Duggar's still alive with the count three balls and two strikes. Well, that's good. We got to send you back with some gear. You mentioned you're doing a lot of NASCAR stuff. It, football season, how busy are you? Uh, for me, I think that my bosses have realized that I don't pay attention a lot. Like, I watch the Jags when they play, but other than that, I don't. So they've pretty much left me to my own devices of just like blogging about random things that happen throughout the week and my military podcast and then my radio show. But I'll do occasionally, I'll have to go to an SEC game or something like that. But I'm pretty fortunate, like a lot of the beat stuff and a lot of the college baseball, I've just kind of fallen away from covering it and do my own thing, like kind of niche my way around to not, to be the non kind of sports guy at Barstool Sports, really. Are there times where you get tired of all the social media and are there times you just want to take a complete break from Twitter, complete break from Instagram? Oh, yeah. I mean, there. it depends. Like, if you say something controversial, like in our for our military podcast, because if you criticize uh, any politician, especially the president, if you criticize, you're going to get heat from that on social media. And that could be exhausting. Like, it really can be. But I also realize that that's, that comes with a territory, and we, ha we want to have an open dialogue and realize that we constantly say that even though we are three veterans with a loud voice, our voice isn't the only one. So we want to hear from people who disagree with us all the time because we don't speak for all veterans. It's foolish to right. assume that you do, you know. Quick trip to the mound by the pitching coach Bob Malaki for Biloxi as Shupak has to deal with two men on base, only one out. Three to one, the Shuckers lead the Jumbo Shrimp. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Now Magnuri Sierra to the plate had a double back in the first inning. Shubak delivers, and this is drag bun up the first base side. In comes the runner from third. The throw home is in time as Vigil is, or excuse me, Brigman's out of the plates. Thrown out by Leonard, the first baseman, right to Alexander Alvarez, the catcher. So the lead runner is cut down. Sierra will reach on the fielder's choice now. Two on for the Jumbo Shrimp, but the lead runner now is at second base in Duggar. Announce Brian Miller to the plate. Did you used to practice that when you were little? All the time. Yeah. All the time. You know, whether it was video games, live games on TV, all of it. There is moments. I think the favorite, my favorite sports part about my job is I have moments where I know that if I would tell, if I could whisper to like 11 year old me, like, this is what you're going to be doing for your job. Like, nice. you're going to go just get called in and go on the radio for a little bit. You're going to get flown <laughs> in by your favorite team that day. 
it w- I would have been over the moon. Like, I really feel like I have a dream job for myself. It's what I, if you don't know what Barstool Sports is, I would probably describe it as like if SportsCenter had a baby with both Saturday Night Live and the Kardashians. That's what I, I feel right. like Bar- Barstool <laughs> is. Well, the one to Miller. He swings and drives this high and deep to right field. O'Neal moving back, and he'll have to play it off the wall. That's a base hit. Duggar will score. Sierra with his great speed scores. Here comes the throw to third. Feet first slide, and Miller is out on the play as he has a two-run double that will tie this game. It is now a 3-3 score, but this bottom of the fifth inning is over. So what a way to end this inning. And uh, Uncle Chaps, we have enjoyed it so much. I brought the fireworks. You certainly did. nothing when I came in. Yeah. Three runs for the Shuckers, now two runs for the Shrimps, so at least it's an even score at three. But we're going to let you enjoy the rest of the ballgame. But, again, thank you so much for all that you did, again, in the early days of the Jumbo Shrimp. The positive comments you brought to social media, we certainly appreciate it, and we're glad you're here tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's Have a good one. Uncle Chaps, back in a moment, top of the sixth inning on its way. It's a 3-3 score here in Jacksonville.